changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration. It's Friend Friday, and today I am really honored to introduce you to Dan Tabersky, who is like the giant of podcasting right now. He's mm-hmm. the hottest guy in podcasting <laughs> with his new hit, Missing Richard Simmons. And I'm just lucky that I listened to it early on and invited him on the show before he became as famous as he is now. And he's on our podcast. I've, I'm really, really excited. Dan is a smart guy. He went to the Bronx High School of Science. And those of you who don't know, who don't live in the New York area, this is one of those super special high schools that you have to compete to get into. And then he went to Cornell. And then he went to the White House to work on economic policy in the Clinton administration. And from there, he switched to news. He worked at NBC. And then he went to the place where a lot of people actually get their news, The Daily Show. And he's been doing a little bit of everything ever since. And his latest effort is this fabulous podcast, which I've really enjoyed listening to since I did work with Richard Simmons myself on a book a few years ago. So, Dan, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. That was an introduction and a half. Holy smokes. So tell us a little bit about Missing Richard Simmons, your podcast, and what motivated you to pursue this particular topic. Uh, Missing Richard Simmons is a podcast about two things. It's trying to figure out what happened to Richard Simmons, why he basically stepped out of the public and stopped being Richard Simmons three years ago. But the other thing I want to do is tell his story. I was interested in doing a, making a documentary about Richard Simmons in 2012. That's when I started taking the class, and that's when I met him, and we were talking about it um, that whole time. And so... When he disappeared, it just became a little bit more urgent for me. The, the mystery part is not the story I wanted to tell. It's, it's, it's about him um, and how incredibly complicated he is and how empathetic and how kind and how original and how, what a genius he is and was. That's the story that, that we're telling, but we're using the mystery as, as a way to get at it. I love that because he is a really remarkable guy and – I have a friend who was very obese for years, and um, then after her husband died in the World Trade Center, she, a few years later, went to Duke and lost all the weight and has kept it off for many years since then. But she told me that she was at a store in New York one day when she was still obese, and Richard Simmons saw her, and she saw him look at her. Oh, my gosh. And she could tell just from his expression that he wanted to adopt her and make her one of his people who he supported And she wasn't ready yet, so she just looked away. But she knew that if she had looked at him for one second longer, he would have come over and then he would have adopted her and and he would have been her email or phone buddy to help her through her weight loss. I I can't tell you how many people um, I have talked to. I mean, I've been doing this project for a long time. Uh, and, And I've talked to hundreds of people. Uh, about Richard Simmons and just to be able to witness what he did. Most people don't understand that he would wake up at four in the morning and he would call 30, 40, 50 people a day. Um, and he wouldn't just call them once. These were people who were alone and they were isolated and they were usually obese um, and they needed help. They needed they needed empathy. And it wasn't just a one-time phone call. It wasn't like, hey, Richard Simmons here. Good luck. Here's my headshot. Talk to you later. It was 
he would start relationships with these people and they would last for sometimes years, sometimes decades um, where – and he did it for free. And yeah. most of it he did anonymously. He's, Not anonymously. Like they, they knew it was him, but he did it. He didn't tell people. He didn't do it for press. He gave. And it was a huge, huge, huge part of his life was just giving. He is a good guy. And I have to say that even though he has – this reputation for silliness, you know, the little outfits, hmm. the shrieking <laughs> and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. He's a real professional businessman. I was so impressed when I worked with him and he wrote a story for our Shaping the New You book and he wrote the foreword for it. Mm -hmm. First of all, I was thrilled that he agreed to do it because yeah. he he is exactly the way you should lose weight and get fit. You know, move your body however you enjoy moving your body. Eat whatever food you like. Just eat proper portions and love yourself those are those 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 were the messages in our shaping the new you book so that's why it was so perfect that mm. he participated but what i loved about him was that i talked to him he said what do you need i said i'd like you to write a story for the book i'd like you to write a foreword for the book story forward here's the manuscript instant turns it around he wrote beautifully he mm -hmm. was professional mm. he was on time he was a pleasure to work with and I thought this is a celebrity who's really a good businessman and a very efficient, competent totally. know, operator. I was and the, the celebrity part of him is is one thing. Um, and the kindness is another thing. But the business person, that's no joke. I mean, he, he, he reinvented fitness. He, instead of focusing on – and despite all the good it did, it was a genius business move. Instead of focusing on really fit people who just wanted to get a little bit fitter like Jane Fonda and people like her were doing – Obviously, that's great, too. But he decided that he was going to focus on people who lived in the middle of the country and people who would never set foot in an aerobic studio and who who were, you know, two, three, four hundred pounds, like a lot of people. He focused on those people. So despite all the good it did, it was just a genius business move because nobody was talking to these people. These people were ignored. And, and he saw them. Yeah. And those are the people who were afraid to go to a gym. So buying his tapes yep. made a lot of sense. Yeah. And when I went and took a class at Slimmons. Um, I saw there were some young, fit, you know, Hollywood kind of people who mm -hmm. looked fabulous. Mm -hmm. And then there were a lot of really heavy, schlumpy kind of people yep. who were there. And we all – we sat in that circle first and discussed our goals. Mm -hmm. And then we did the class and the class was hard. Was that it? Was, <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was – I mean, I was pretty fit. And yeah. it was – I mean, of course, I did the whole class. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but I could see why it was called sweat. Oh yeah, it's it's at that he he and it's still all the same moves that he's been doing for forty years. Uh, yeah, he, you know, angel kicks and knee lifts and jumping jacks and for sure. And and you're right, the the, the people who came to that class were. It was wonderful because it was it was like you said it was like young Hollywood hipster types who just came because they heard you could do it and then it was like a bunch of gay dudes and then it was a bunch of middle aged women who who were there to. To lose weight. I mean, to the point where sometimes there would be people in the class who who exercised in chairs that uh -huh. they would be sitting in a chair and just move their arms because that's all they could do. That's that's where they were at on their journey. And they felt comfortable enough coming there and being a part of that community and doing that there. Um, and that's a credit to Richard. It's incredible. It was that was great. The, the strange thing was that even then and of course, this was a few years before he disappeared. I think it was 2010 when I was there. I felt like I saw this underlying sadness, and I almost felt like he was kind of pulling on this cloak of the persona that he was supposed to be. And mm. he was, and 
And yet I also knew him as this very efficient, timely, competent businessman. Mm -hmm. And I felt a little bit sad. And then what happened, I mean, he was great. We did, we took pictures with him and he signed a book and he was wonderful. And then (laughs) we were driving around after because I'm from the New York area and my friends in LA said, we'll show you around. So we were driving around and I said, hey, I have Richard Simmons' home address. Let's just drive by his house because we wanted to drive through some of those pretty hill areas. Mm -hmm. And we drove by his house. He happened to be just coming back from Slimmons, I guess. And I was like, oh, my God, duck down. I don't want him to see me. Oh, like you're some crazy person? I wasn't trying to do that. (laughs) I was just trying to be a tourist. And so I said, well, let's go on this road because I have this address. And he was (laughs) coming out of an SUV and, like, going into his house. And I, I had this mental image of him kind of being sequestered in his house and then almost like a prairie dog that pops up out of a hole, like go from the house into the car. And then Mm -hmm. the car is like a tunnel Mm -hmm. going to Slimmons, pop out of the car at Slimmons, Mm -hmm. do the exercise classes, go back in the car, Mm -hmm. go back in the tunnel and pop back up at his house. Was it he talked to you? Oh, you, you, uh, there? I no. We just drove by his house, oh, and I saw him, and I was totally embarrassed. No, but here's the thing: I didn't about, want him to think we were following him. Totally, I would have thought you were a kook too. Yeah. But like, what, what's so great about that is that Richard Simmons was famous. We talked about this in the first episode. He was famous for in Hollywood for for being the most dependable celebrity sighting you could ever have. And and the 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 tour the tour vans they drive by his house constantly constantly. I would say every once every 5 10 minutes. Um and this was when he was still, you know, in the public eye and he would be waiting at his window. He would come down, he would take pictures of people. I mean, I've talked to I've talked to tour bus drivers who have seen him over 200 times. In a couple of years, yeah. and that's one tour bus operator, and 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 that's there are several tour bus operators in that one tour bus company, and there are about eighty tour bus companies, and they have similar stories. Yeah, I remember that from the first episode. So um, we're recording this the day before episode four is going to air. Correct. So this is airing like two days after episode four. So I don't know episode four yet, but I, I have do. to tell you, I've loved the first three. So am I right that there are only six episodes? There are only six episodes That's unless it? something happens. Yeah. I mean – We want more. Uh, I I could talk about it forever. So <laughs> I would gladly do 100. Um, but the thing is though, we don't know – I mean this is an open-ended project. We don't know if, if I'm going to talk to Richard Simmons at the end yet. We're still trying. I'm going out to Los Angeles tomorrow to pursue a few leads and, and really see if we can get him for a final interview for, the, for that final episode. But if he doesn't want to talk, then I don't want to make this an endless search. I want to give him the peace that he deserves. But I also – and I feel like I can – what I really want to do is tell his story and create that space where where – People remember how special he is, and and there's an outpouring, and and there's there's a. I want him to feel that love. Uh, it sounds so cheesy, but I cannot believe I am saying it because it's so earnest. And I'm I've never been that person before I started following Richard Simmons. Um, but I really do. I want him to feel that love, and I want him to feel like, no matter what he decides to do with the rest of his life, that people love him, and they and they just want to know he's okay. He totally deserves to. Retire now if right he wants. On. I mean, he he basically served us for forty years. He was so giving, mm-hmm. and he should do whatever he wants to do. He has no obligation to any of us. And if we want his exercise classes, we can watch the tapes. You said it. I mean, could not agree more. He left an amazing legacy. He can still help people yeah. a huge amount, yeah. just with what he has left for us. Just reminding people to be kind. That there's just he's done so much. 
that's so genius and complicated and, and took years and years and years. But ultimately, just that sort of kindness is something that people um, forget. Uh, they forget how it, it's difficult to do. But to give that to people like he did, it was, it was incredible. So I know that you have um, a, a voicemail line that people can call. Have you yeah. gotten some interesting tips from, yeah, from the voicemails? For sure. Actually, we're putting together a bonus episode of, of, of some tips and stories that people are sharing about Richard. Um, and sort of a lot because there's so much stuff in this podcast. Again, six episodes. We wanted to make it limited series, but there's so much stuff that we haven't been able to put in. So we're doing an additional um, an additional episode. Um, I'm not sure when it's going to come out uh, soon. Uh, that will share some of those stories and real people um, uh, giving their own point of view on Richard. Uh, and it's all amazing. Nobody call. I have not talked to one person who calls and said, I can't stand that guy. I have not seen one. All it is is love, man. Even even the most cynical people just you got to love him. Oh, yeah. He, he's a great guy. Yeah. He really is. I'm yeah. trying not to speak of him in the past tense. Because, I know, I know. Because he's totally alive and enjoying retirement, I, I hope. hope. so. Yeah, that's what we're hoping. That's what we hope. That's what I yeah. hope to find out. Yeah, carrying on that legacy of Shirley and Leonard, his parents, for yeah. being fun people yeah. and talking to people. And, <laughs> that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. So um, I'm really glad to have had you on. Do you have any other series you're planning to do? Do you have any other mysteries that you want to solve through podcasting? You know, I, I will say this. The mystery part wasn't the part that I loved. It was it was the complicated story of Richard. So if, whatever my next project is, I, hopefully it will probably, probably be more in that direction, telling somebody's really complicated, beautiful story uh, in hopefully a fun, funny, interesting way. Um, if there's a mystery that uh, surrounds it, or if another mystery ends up finding me, uh, which was sort of what happened in this case, um, I will take it on, I guess. Well, that's great. Thank you so <laughs> much, everybody. If you want to listen to it, it's called Missing Richard Simmons. Um, you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, I want to thank you for listening. On Monday, which is Motivational Monday, we are going to talk about a story from the book that Richard participated in, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Shaping the New You. And it's a story that would be right up Richard's alley because it's about an out-of-shape mom who finds a path to success and to liking herself again, mm. uh, which is just what Richard would have recommended for perfect, her. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, so thank you so much, Dan. Oh, right on. It's my pleasure. <laughs>